Decisions, 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 always decisions. How often have you said something like that or heard somebody else say it or thought it? Yes? That's really what life's all about, isn't it? It's a matter of making decisions. Minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, year by year, little decisions, big decisions, but decisions. We all have to make decisions. We must choose. We must decide to wear this or that tie, this or that blouse, this or that, that pair of pants, this or that dress. We have to decide whether we're going to go at this hour or that hour, whether we're going to go at all. We have to decide all kinds of things in life. You know, it's a tough thing to make decisions, however. And there are people who finally get to the place where they say, I've just had it. I don't want to make one more decision. I want somebody else to make all my decisions in life. And you know where they end up? In a mental institution. People who don't make decisions, who don't know how to make decisions, are those who want somebody else to make all of their decisions for them and so they go out of normal society into a place where, some, where somebody tells them what to eat when, what to wear how, what to do in what way. Somebody else making all of their decisions for them. But even then, you see, they have made the decision to go that route. You just can't avoid decisions in life. Now, since decisions are so much a part of our lives, the question is, how do we face decisions? Have you ever thought about how to make decisions God's way? If they're so much a part of what makes our lives what they are and that they are so much a part of what happens tomorrow and even later on today, then isn't it critical for us to think a little bit about how God wants us to make decisions? After all, what could be more important than that matter? Well, decision-making is a challenge. Indeed, it's the opportunity and joy of life for the Christian if he faces decision-making biblically. After all, decision-making gives him the opportunity, and this is what I want you to underscore today, decision-making gives him the opportunity to choose Jesus Christ in all of life every day. In Hebrews 11, we read this about Moses. Verse 24 says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now notice the first word in verse 25, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking for the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. I think right here we have a clear-cut picture of what decision-making must be. When Moses chose, as we read in Hebrews 11.25, to endure ill treatment with the people of God rather than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, he made a decision, and it was a good one. But notice, first of all, that this decision was based on a deliberate choice. Moses knew the alternatives, and that's where all Christian decision-making must begin. 
when we make decisions. We have to gather the facts and gather the data and know the alternatives. We don't make decisions just simply by following feelings or by letting others pressure us into making them. We should know the facts and make a deliberate choice about these matters. Now, every little detail, you don't sit down and make a choice again each day, but somewhere, someplace in the past, you should have made that choice, and then you can follow day by day on that original choice. If you haven't, and if you've fallen into patterns that have become yours because of pressure, because of feelings, or because of any other number of reasons, maybe you need to sit down and revise even some of the minutia of your life and make some deliberate choices that can then become your regular patterns day by day. But whenever dealing with a matter of decision-making, the first thing you need to do is to gather the facts so that your choice is between things that you can articulate clearly. As here, the writer says, it was a choice that he made between enduring ill treatment with the people of God or a matter of enjoying the passing pleasures of sin. Now, always, you see, those are the choices, in effect, that are made. We either choose to be with the people of God as they are serving their God, or to choose to be with the people who are not of God as they are not serving Him. And very frequently, not always, of course, but very frequently, the choice, the deliberate decision to follow God's people in God's ways will lead to the endurance of ill treatment as over against pleasures. But you see, one is to be endured for a short while, one is to be enjoyed for a short while. As he points out, the enjoyment is of the passing or temporary pleasures of sin. Let nobody fool you, by the way. Sin has joy and pleasure in it. There's an enjoyment to sin, otherwise nobody would sin. But that enjoyment is short-lived. It doesn't last very long. It's like that chewing gum that your child brings home, which has a very nice smell about it and a very nice sugar coating, but it's full of hot pepper inside. That's the way the pleasures of sin are. They're only passing, only momentary, as soon as your teeth begin to sink into the real substance of sin, it becomes something that is hard to take. It's bitter and it's full of burning in your mouth. But notice how he made his decision. He looked for the long-term results. He considered the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking for the reward. Moses looked forth to the long-term results, not for the short-term pleasures. Now, behavioristic methods that are being used to teach children and are being used to counsel people today are just the opposite, because Skinner and his behavioristic friends tell us that we must train people like we train animals. Of course, they believe that people are only animals that there is nothing unique about man. They ignore the fact that man was created in the image of the living God. And so they believe in training people like animals. And the way you train people this way, according to the behaviorists, is to immediately reward or punish one's behavior. But it's that immediacy of reward, you see, that's critical. Not the long term, 
not that which you look for in eternity, not heaven or hell, that kind of reward punishment, but it's the reward punishment of the immediate results. I want to get what I want now and I want to avoid trouble now. If you train people like that, you're going to train animal behavior or you're going to train criminal behavior. And so we don't train on the short term as Christians. We train on what God says about the eternal destinies and the eternal outcomes of our behavior here and now. So let's think seriously. Let's choose Christ as he did. Let's choose Christ even though it may mean reproach and it may mean loss of treasures, even all the treasures of Egypt right now. Lord, help us to make decisions in which we choose Christ in each one. Amen.